Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. 657 AM, I surrender. On Radio Pulpit, we're joined on the line by Dr. Julius Mangotumbu. Good afternoon, Dr. Julius. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I hope the joy of the Lord is your strength as well, because uh, our joy comes from the Lord. And uh, that joy transcends every storm, every obstacle. I'm talking to somebody now. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength even this day. Good afternoon. God bless you. Amen. Let's get straight into the word. Thank you. Thank you for. I think, uh, yeah, we, we, we will be discussing on a subject today which uh, I've been a little bit conflicting in my spirit, but I think I got settled again when the Spirit of God just placed a finger on it and just had me start preparing some notes and uh, definitely to, to deliver to you even today. If, if you're driving, you're behind a steering wheel, you might be in your office space, you might be in your house, uh, you just might be in a place where God just wants you to listen to the word today and I just pray that you give an attentive ear to what the Spirit of God is about saying. And uh, I will be sharing today on the, the subject, Walk by the Spirit, Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit comes from Galatians. Galatians, if you have your Bibles with you, let's open to the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 and 17. Galatians 5, 16, 17, 18 even, if I might extend. Galatians 5, 16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, where our theme comes from. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, take note of it, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I'm sharing with you today on the subject, walk by the Spirit. If you want, you could put it in present continuous tense, walking by the Spirit. And I think that this is just not a momentary uh, situation or episode in our lives. I think we need to always be in the mode of walking with the Holy Spirit, walking by the Holy Spirit. We must be led by the Spirit of God. Uh, but we live in a quite conflicting world, just as we have read in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17, that there's a conflict within us. There's a conflict within us. And so many people might think that conflict is derived so much from the outside, but that conflict also is in the inside of us. And that conflict is what is also highlighted in Romans chapter 7, the conflict of really pursuing holiness, pursuing the things of God, the conflict of really getting into that path in your life where you really want to serve God, but the flesh seems to be calling. The works of the flesh seems to be calling. Paul is writing this letter and he's highlighting again that be, be mindful. Even after your salvation, you will still have these spiritual tensions or conflicts in your life. 
let no pastor, let no man of God preach to you and tell you when you become a Christian, problems will cease in your life. Conflicts spiritually will cease in your life. In fact, the good news is that conflicts might even get more accentuated, might even get much more elevated. But the good news is that Jesus Christ is with you, even in the storm. Jesus Christ is the fourth person in the fiery furnace that you might be going through. I'm talking now to a sister who is going through tough times. And you, you, you in, in, in quite conflicting, uh, you know, junction in your life and i pray that the spirit of god is going to give you wisdom to go through this and so paul is communicating because these these christians in in galatian they seem to be in a situation where though they have become christians they still have the proclivity they still have the inclination to delve into the things of the flesh they seem to be walking according to the law and not according to faith and talk less even according to the spirit of god because one thing is that christ has come to overcome the works of the flesh but also our very dictates of the law we we don't walk by the law you know christ has abolished everything that the law seemed to have prescribed unto us in terms of walking legalistically but he didn't come to abolish the law he came to fulfill it and the fulfillment of the law the bible says if you really want to fulfill the ten commandments it is found in this very simple admonition love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and even loving your neighbors as yourself so the key word if you want to summarize even the fulfillment of the entire law is love but christ is giving us a much more stronger prescription and even through the auspices of the apostle paul we are invited to make sure that we don't return to our legalistic lifestyle religious lifestyle human effort lifestyle human wisdom driven lifestyle i want to have my way lifestyle but don't you see and sometimes even us as christians find ourselves still trying to help god <laughs> we we find ourselves in, in, in positions where we think we can help God. We think we can make things happen around our lives much more faster. That's walking in the flesh. I, I've come to tell somebody that the Christian life is unlike walking in the flesh. It's walking in the spirit, walking by the spirit and walking by faith. The Bible says the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. We don't walk by flesh. We don't walk by flesh. We don't even walk by virtue of our intellectual prowess but we walk by the spirit to walk by the spirit means the spirit of god definitely should lead your life good news good news i want to tell somebody christian life one of the realities let me share with you the christian life cannot be lived successfully write this down the christian life cannot be lived successfully victoriously without the holy spirit you can't you can't live a, a a life which is again resistant to sin a life which is totally repugnant to sin if ever you don't live by the spirit of god the bible says the bible says the spirit of god has come to lead us into righteousness to convict us of sin righteousness and judgment to take us away from the things that do not please god and lead 
us in paths of righteousness for God's sake. I'm praying this day for somebody. I'm praying this day because the second reality is that the Spirit of God has come also to direct us into all truth. That's the second reality about the Spirit of God. I'm sharing so much today about the Spirit of God. I've, I've been wishing to, to share a topic on the Spirit of God. But let me premise this now on the very fact that you can't live in truth without the Spirit of God. Christian, you can't live in truth without the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God leads you into all truth. Don't we? Don't we live also in a world which is so much full of lies, sin, and all these vices? Don't we sometimes find ourselves in the white lie, the blue lie, the red lie, and the small lie, the big lie, and all of it makes it still a lie? And can you transcend that except by the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit can lead you to live a life of truth, even when truth is not common in our very dispensation. Even if truth is not common in the midst of the torture and the storms and the peril that might surround your life, you still stand and defend the truth. Let me tell you, that cannot come by works of the flesh. And that's what the Apostle Paul is trying to communicate here. How come some of us who have given our lives to Jesus will still going back to the things of the flesh. We're still running back to the ways of the flesh. We're still clamoring for the things that do not please God. Don't you know that by your effort you can't live a victorious Christian life? And that's why he again advises us in verse 16. He says, look, one thing I'm telling you, walk by the Spirit. And if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 is quite instructive. If you read especially from verse 1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But it says, Stand firm, stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Okay, what do we qualify by the yoke of slavery? The yoke of slavery, one, is your flesh. The yoke of slavery is the, the old man, the, the religiosity that surrounds you, the do's and the don'ts of the Christian life. If you want to live by it and you don't live by the mercies and the grace of God and led by the Spirit of God, you will find yourself again in a mechanical Christian living, in a carnal Christian living. Yes, let me tell you, there's also carnality in Christianity. Can I repeat that again? There is also carnality in Christianity. Some people, though Christians, they are still living under the yoke of their old self, under the yoke of slavery. Can I give an application to it? Do you know that there are some Christians, though they are serving God, but they are still being controlled? by alcohol is still being controlled by sexual perversion pornography some addictions of their old self still calling them i'm talking to somebody by no condemnation or judgment my my message today and encouragement is that there is a better path to follow and that path is 
walking by the Spirit. And you will not gratify those cravings, those things of the flesh, because God wants you to live a victorious Christian life. So what do we mean by your freedom in Christ? What do we mean by your liberty in Christ? Liberty is our freedom from the tyranny of having to earn our own way to God. The freedom from sin and guilt and condemnation. Freedom from the penalty, the power, and eventually freedom from the presence of sin. That's why Christ has come to to set us free. I always repeat it in this program from the three Ps. From the penalty of sin or the punishment of sin. From the power of sin, but also even from the presence of sin. And so if you read Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. You were called to be free. In Christ Jesus, his finished work on the cross of Calvary earned for us our freedom. But it says, but do not use your freedom to indulge or indulge the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love serve one another humbly in love verse 14 says for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment i said it earlier love your neighbor as yourself and if you read a little bit matthew 22 it talks of loving the lord your god if you bite and devour each other watch out or you will be destroyed by each other you cannot live the Christian life, I repeat it, by your own strength, by your own power. You can only live by the Spirit of God. So let me give you an acronym. You know, I'm, I'm always susceptible to putting down acronyms. Uh, most of my writings are, are, are meant to, to help us just, just have a much more easier way to, to be able to communicate and to share with others. So what do we mean by walk by the Spirit? Let me break down the word walk before we round up of today. Let me spell out the word walk, which is W-A-L-K, walk by the Spirit. So let me give you each letter of that word, of that word walk, and you might take a pen or you might write it down wherever necessary. But the first, if you want to walk, by the Spirit of God, the first thing you must bear in mind, the W, is you must wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, 31, Isaiah 14, 31 says, They that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount, mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and grow not weary. They shall walk and not faint. Key word there, you want to write this down. The key word there is prayer. Walk with the lord means waiting on the lord okay if you want to see the spirit of god guide you in areas of decision in parts of righteousness and especially to deal with the flesh the old man the cravings of your flesh the gratification of your flesh you have to be at a disposition of waiting on the lord in the place of prayer write that down key word there is prayer the w there is waiting on the lord or waiting upon the lord and the key verse there is isaiah 40 31 Umpo, don't we have to wait upon the Lord? Don't we have to wait upon the Lord? Because we're living in a world where the world wants us to wait on them. Things of the world want us always to crave after them. The TV wants us to wait on that very show, to wait on that soccer program, to wait on that. You know, our, our, our social medias want us to always be there to wait for the next 
you know youtube to wait for the next tiktok video to wait for the next message on whatsapp can't we take time also and wait on the lord in prayer and when we wait upon the lord the spirit of god works in us and minuses the cravings of the flesh in us and amplifies the desires of his will in our lives number one the w is wait or waiting upon the lord number two i believe the a is acknowledge god in all areas of your life proverbs 3 proverbs 3 verse 5 proverbs 3 verse 5 says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will do what he will direct your path yes somebody just concluded that that verse with me thank god you're memorizing the word of god the key word there is trust the key word there is trust so when you acknowledge God in all areas of your life, you're trusting God. You're trusting God by the Spirit of God. Oh, don't we live by trust in the Lord? Can't we succeed? We cannot succeed in this Christian life without trusting God. We must acknowledge God as a family. We must acknowledge God as the, the leader of our homes. We must acknowledge God as a provider of that job. We must acknowledge God as a protector of our family. We must acknowledge God as a couple when you come together to pray. We must acknowledge God as couples when we go out for retreat, seeking God's face together. I'm talking to a couple now it's been long since you took that time off husband and wife to seek god's face that's trusting god that's acknowledging god in your marriage are we bringing our children to the point where they can also trust god because we have this genealogy the god of abraham of isaac of jacob can i give you keyword is a trust factor the god who has walked in the life of abraham the God who has walked in the life of Isaac is that same God who will walk in the life of Jacob. Can we acknowledge him? Can we trust him? Number three, we don't only wait upon the Lord, we don't only acknowledge God, but the L there is love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God and love one another. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40. Love is a key word here. We must live to love God. We must be passionate in our love for God. And if we love God, so shall it also translate to us loving one another. I'm talking to a husband now. Do you know why your love for your wife has diminished? Can I give you an answer? Your love for God has diminished. Oh, come on, somebody. Get back to your first love. Get back to your first love. Get back to God. So many things have distracted you. Work has taken so much of your time. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this to somebody. You've been so much involved in productivity and you've been less involved in intimacy. Uh, can I repeat that to somebody? You've been so much involved in productivity and that productivity has compromised your intimacy. So get back to your first love. Can I, can I conclude before we, we, we round up this, this program? Number one is waiting. The W is waiting upon the Lord. The A is acknowledge God. The L is love the Lord your God. Then it will translate loving one another. But the K might be difficult. <laughs> I don't know if somebody can give me a guess on the K. But the K is keen to the voice of the holy spirit 
keenness to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The word keen, to be keen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, does not just mean being attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, if you want to have the definition of the word keen, the word keen means to be responsive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You don't only be attentive to that voice, but you respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Spirit of God has come to convict you of sin. And if when the Spirit of God convicts you of sin, my brother, my sister, Start following me, please turn off that social media that is corrupting your mind with filthy thoughts. Turn off whatever is around you and turn on the Bible. Turn off, you understand, that YouTube video that is affecting your mind and turn on the Holy Spirit's voice inside of you. I've come to share with somebody. Today, God can turn around your situation. He can give you hope. So what are the consequences of walking by, by the flesh? If you walk by the flesh, the Bible says in Galatians 5.19, the acts of the flesh you will see. If you continue allowing the flesh to dominate your life, these are the things that will happen. You will live in sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, anger in somebody's life, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. The list is endless. If you allow the old man to take over you, but if you allow the Spirit of God to take over you, the Bible says in Galatians 5.22 that you will live in love, in joy, in peace, in forbearance, in kindness, in goodness, in faithfulness, in gentleness, and in self-control. I want to pray for somebody as we close. Father, give us strength to depart from walking in the flesh and by the old system of the law. May we embrace grace through Jesus' finished work on the cross and may we live by the Spirit so that we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. I'm praying for somebody to, to make a recommitment today to walk with you, to serve you all the days of their lives and to live a fruitful life, a fruitful Christian life which will bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Julius Mangotumbu, really, really appreciate it. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform? On WhatsApp, my number is uh, 67 Let me give it to you a little bit much more slowly. My numbers are 67 If you want the uh, notes of today I could send to you, but if you want prayer, you could also contact me. I will encourage you. On WhatsApp, that's my number. On Facebook and Instagram is Julio Mengot. God bless you. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Julius. Much appreciated. God bless you. Thank you. Radio Pulpit 657 AM. Radio Pulpit. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day. Inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives on the streets. 
Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.